I'm anxious about tonight's service, so if you'll turn to Romans chapter 7, we'll begin there. I, uh, I have tried my best to encourage the two things that uh, I believe God dealt on my heart when God called me to preach. Number one was to lead people to saving faith in Christ. I want to see people saved. Amen. That's number one. The second thing is that I want people to grow in the Lord, not stay babies in the Lord. Because if you stay a baby in Christ, your feelings will get hurt and you'll be up and down and all the time in the Lord. And so I believe there's a progressive growth in the Lord that we should all obtain to. And I went through the book of Romans and I got the I am's that Paul says in the book of Romans. And I'll show you the progressive growth of, uh, as a Christian that I believe that we could use this as a role model. So if you'll begin to read in Romans chapter 7, and I'd like to read verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Now, notice Paul wrote the book of Romans under the directive leadership, of course, of the Holy Spirit, and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But the main theme of this whole book is salvation by faith. I tell everybody that can, young Christians especially, when I encourage them to start reading the Bible through, start in the book of Romans. Just start reading the book of Romans and read it over and over till you get familiar with it. And the next book I ask them to read is the book of Hebrews following that. And if you'll get very familiar with those two books of the Bible, they explain salvation so clearly that I believe you'll be steadfast in your salvation. But the main theme of the book of Romans is salvation by the grace of God through faith. But uh, Paul said here, I am carnal. Now, after that, after you're saved, the Christian duty follows that. Now notice Paul says being carnal, he is sold under sin. Now like Paul, we're to realize that the law is spiritual and deals with our spirit rather than with our actions. It's when our spirit is carnal that we cannot fulfill a spiritual law. So Paul says he is sold, and so are we. He finds himself enslaved by sin, a helpless enemy to the righteous will of God by nature at birth or from birth, that is a state that the sinner is in. We're sold under sin. Tom, turn with me now to Psalms 51 for just a second. Psalms 51. And uh, let's begin to read, please, in verse 5. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So what the Psalm 51 is talking about, the same thing is, Paul is talking about here in Romans chapter 7 and verse 14. 
we're born into sin. You get saved by God's righteousness, but then we're to grow. Now verse 6 says, Behold, thou desirest in Psalms, behold, thou desirest in the inward parts, in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Now, going back to Paul for just a minute, he recognized the first thing we needed was a changed heart. Go with me now to chapter 7 of Romans in verse 24. O wretched men that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? So the second I am of Paul is, now like Paul, we study God's laws or God's word, and then and only then do we really understand our true state and condition as sinners. When we compare our sinful nature to God's holy law and nature, we cry out with Paul, O wretched man that I am. It's funny when you, as a preacher and talking to people about being saved and serving the Lord, how many people really don't think they're that bad. Uh, they haven't committed murder, or they haven't committed adultery, and they go through things that they haven't done, and they really don't think they're that bad. But Paul said, I am wretched. Oh, wretched man that I am. And so uh, Job cried out, Who shall deliver me? Oh, for a daysman, a redeemer. And when he saw his sinful condition, he said, I need somebody to go between it's like somebody, somebody's got to be between me and holy God and a lost sinner. And Jesus is that somebody. He's our Redeemer. He's our David. He reaches down to me and reaches up to holy God and brings us together. And that's what Paul is talking about here. You old wretched man that I am, uh, I'm under law. And if I'm under law, then I'm in trouble. But by God's grace... He brings me back to the Holy Father and I'm made righteous. He redeems me. The number three, I am, is found in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 now. Now watch a progressive growth in the Lord. First, he talks about how he's a sinner. Second, he talks about old wretched man. He could recognize his condition. Now he comes to Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now notice here in verse one, or chapter 1 and verse 16 of Romans, Paul said, I'm not ashamed. Now, only the one who has experienced salvation by grace can truly make that statement. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57 says, Thanks be unto God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God's salvation in Christ Jesus is both victory and a transformation. Go with me to chapter 12 now, two of my life verses, and just listen to them as, as you uh, combine them to these verses. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, be not conformed to this world, be ye transformed by the new your mind, that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Did you know when you first get saved, 
the old devil wants you to make you, make you feel ashamed that you stood for Christ and you accepted Christ as your Savior. Everybody else don't believe that, John. It's just you that believes that. But then when we get saved and we start to grow in the Lord and we, come, we become familiar that I was in sin, but Jesus saved my soul, and now, praise God, I have that confidence within me that I know Christ as my Savior, and therefore I present my body to Him to use me. So it's a de- deliverance from the power of Satan and from the love of sin. Then Paul says in chapter 1, look at verse 14. Romans chapter 1 again now. In verse 14. Verse 14 says, I am debtor, both to the Greek and the barbarian, both to the wise and to the unwise. Now, I, I read that I said, I am debtor. Now, since we're saved by God's grace, and we become debtors to the unsaving, God makes us stewards of the manifold grace of God according to 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10. Here's what I'm saying. Once you get saved by God's grace, then you turn your mind and your spirit over to the Lord and say, Use me, Lord. For what? What is God going to use? You, I'm a debtor. Did you know that everybody that you come in contact with after that then, you're a debtor to them to get them saved. God saved my soul. I never will forget hearing a preacher preach for years ago on a sermon. He said, why should anybody have the privilege of saying out of the gospel twice when you've heard it before and many millions have never heard it before and take it for granted? So after you're saved, you're a debtor to somebody else to get them saved. And that's the growth, see? You start off as a baby Christian, you accept Christ as your Savior, you realize you're a sinner saved by God's grace, and now you, what am I supposed to do since I'm saved? I'm supposed to win other people to Christ. I'm in debt to them. You know what keeps me going? I want to see somebody else saved. Why? Because God's been good to me. Amen? Now notice the next thing in chapter 1, in verse 15. So... As much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Now, Paul says, now I'm ready. Paul was prepared to pay his sin debt. Ready to do whatever God wants him to do. Ready to go wherever God sends him. Paul was ready to preach the gospel. Someone has said the way to get ready for great things is to be always ready for little things. And I like that. Did you know if you if you watch yourself, if you watch your life as a Christian in little things in your life, keep your body under subjection for the Lord, for God's use, then He can use you for mighty things. And Paul said, now I'm ready. You know why a lot of Christians never win anybody to the Lord? They ain't ready. They're not ready to be used. Listen to me very carefully. Your testimony to the world means everything. And you've got to guard that. And you've got to be ready to be used to the Lord. And you've got to guard your testimony. And so next thing Paul said, I'm now ready. Now, again, the next step in Christian growth is found in chapter 8 and verse 38. <coughs> Look over chapter 8 and verse 38 of Romans. For I am persuaded... 
that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principles, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor dead, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, <clears throat> watch this. As you get saved, then God begins to use you. You realize that you're a debtor to somebody else to get them saved. God gets you ready to be used to the Lord. I guarantee you one thing, you'll never be able to lead somebody else to Christ until you know you're saved yourself. You've got to know. Amen? Do you know one thing you got? You can't persuade somebody else to do something that you don't know what you're talking about. So you've got to be ready. And when you're studied up and ready to be used, Lord, and get persuaded in your mind... I'm not going to let the devil take, uh, make me doubt my salvation ever again because I put my trust in Christ. Therefore, I can talk to you about being saved now since I am grown up in the Lord and I'm ready to be used to the Lord and I'm persuaded that neither death, nothing can take my salvation away from me. I can encourage you then to come to my Savior that can save you. And not only save you, but keep you saved. When you get your convictions from God... When you understand the unchanging love of God for you, then no one can persuade you away from God. Now let me show you how it works. If you go out into the world and you're talking to somebody about their salvation and you're not sound in the doctrines, then somebody you'll meet and they'll start on you. And I've had this happen to me. I never will forget how bad it hurt me. The first time that I went out knocking on doors with my Bible, and I come to this man's house, and uh, he invited me in. I sat down and talked to him about the Lord, and I said, let me show you in the Bible, and let me show you in the Bible, and let me show you in the Bible. That's all I, I could do, and I never will forget it. That's all I want to do. I, I want to show you what the Bible said. And he looked at me, and he said, you know what? You just lose using that Bible as your crutch. And man, that hurt me. I got outside afterwards and, and I said, Now, wait a minute. That's right. Amen. But it hurt me that somebody would say something, make that kind of remark to me as a, a young Christian out trying to win people off. But after I got outside and got to think about it, yes, sir, buddy, that's my crutch. That's what I lean on. If I'm going to tell somebody that there's something about the Lord, then I'm going to use the Bible to persuade them out of the Word of God, not me. It's God that does the work. Amen? And then Paul says, I am an apostle. Look with me in chapter 11, in verse 13. Chapter 11, in verse 13. For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. You know what he's saying here? Now remember where Paul came from. Paul came from persecuting the, the church, the first church. He believed in the Jewish religion. And he said, now God has magnified my office. It's both Jew and Gentile. We're, hey, we're, uh, if I go out of here and I'm going to portray Christ and I'm going to say Jesus came into the world to save sinners, I don't care what color, what creed, what they believe, Jew, Gentile, wherever they are, it's for everybody. Amen? You're not to be prejudiced in the gospel. You're to preach the gospel to everybody you come in contact with. And and Bible makes prayer. And if you're a grown Christian, you realize that. Jesus came to this world to save sinners. Did you know God's 
loves sinners. And you, you look at some people and you're out knocking on doors, somebody cusses you out, somebody gets some, uh, says some bad things for you, the first thing you want to do is, is put your tail between your legs and run and hide somewhere. But no, God loves them too. See, that's what you got to realize. And you got to realize as you grow older, your feelings ain't hurt then if somebody says something bad about you. I'm still an apostle if you want to put it in that sense. And that is a true teller of the gospel. I go out in this world and I'm going to tell the truth to anybody. I magnify my office. What he means by that, both you and Gentile or anybody else. I'm not just a one race or one creed. The gospel is to everybody. And Paul knew his calling from God. And ask yourself this question, what definite work has the Lord called me to do? Amen? That's what it's all about. Do you know where a lot of Christians get out of sorts? They get out of the calling that God's called them to do. And Paul said, I know where God's called me to do. And I'm going to serve the Lord there. Amen? I've said this a lot of times, and I would give anything in the world if I could sing or play an instrument or whatever. I can't do it. That ain't my calling. Amen? But I can witness, and I can be a testimony for the Lord. And and I like what uh, I read this thing in Acts chapter 9, verse 6. The first thing that that Paul said after he got said, Lord, what will you have me to do? What? Now get that. What would you have me to do? And the the thing is, you need to find where God wants you, find what, what God wants you to do, and you do it. And there's nobody, and I wish you could get this, and you'll be a, a happy person in doing it. Nobody can tell you that but you, you and God. you know that? Nobody can tell you. You ever have somebody come up? Uh, well, when I was just a young Christian, somebody come up, uh, Brother Strong, you ought to start church. You ought to start church. You ought to. I will when God tells me to, but not until. Amen. And what I'm trying to say is find your calling. That's, that's where you grow in peace. See, the steady growth of a Christian is. And if you follow the I Am of Paul in the book of Romans, you find it. First he said, I'm saved by God's grace. Next he says, I'm growing now in the Lord. Now I'm persuaded. Now I know what I'm talking about. Now God can use me. I'm going to make myself ready for the Lord to be used to the Lord. And next thing he said, I go out and I know what God wants me to do. He wants me to preach the gospel to both Jew and Gentile alike. And now I'm a happy person because I know what God wants me to do and I'm going to do it. Amen. That's a happy Christian. That's a growth of a Christian. Don't stay a young baby. Grow in the Lord. Find out what God wants you to do and do it. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, You are so good to us, and we thank You every day of our life for Your goodness and Your care for us. And I ask You, dear Lord, that You'll take care of Mrs. Geidler's family and watch over her, Lord, even tonight. And Lord, she'd been such a good friend to this church. And we ask You, Lord, to bless her. And we thank You for her life. A lot of people going through hurt right now and just uh, devastation in their lives. And I pray for each one of them, Lord, that you'll take care of us through this time of trouble. We'll thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for being here tonight.